0: Welcome to Fit Facts Online, Cut the Bull. Our tagline speaks for itself. Your roadmap to facts versus bull. We think about it often and shake our heads. Now is the time to grab the bull by its horns.
1: All right, so moving on to growth hormone. So this is the <laughs> other big hot topic. And this yes, is something is. that's, it's, again. The last
0: five years, it just shot up.
1: It's I, shot up. And, you know, move. a lot of people call growth hormone the fountain of youth. That if uh-huh. you have good growth hormone levels through. You know, in later years, you have good lean muscle mass. You have good energy. Your mental performance is higher. Growth hormone's great. Now, the problem is, is that in terms of the FDA, the only people that really, uh, you know, historically, the only people that uh, should be getting growth hormone are people that actually have a growth hormone deficiency. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, if you're giving growth hormone without an actual frank deficiency, you put yourself at great risk that uh, you know that's kind of an off-label use. You could get in trouble for that. I don't personally. I don't personally prescribe growth hormone in my clinic because nobody I see is actually deficient in growth hormone. Mm-hmm. They might be suboptimal levels, but are you actually deficient? If you're truly deficient from a young age, you you basically don't grow in stature. So someone like um, you know the famous football player Lionel Messi, right? Mm-hmm. Plays for I think I know, Barcelona. Barcelona at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was very short uh, from a younger age, even right. though he was an incredible soccer player. He was very short. And so when he got uh, recruited to, his, uh, to play professionally, they paid for his growth hormone treatment. So he's still not a really, really tall guy, mm-hmm. but he was able to grow because they gave him growth hormone. Um, if, so growth hormone is one of these things that helps you grow in stature. Uh, someone like Andre the Giant, on the other end of the spectrum, he had over-secretion of growth hormone. And so he grew really tall, but his growth hormone still was being produced later in life, which is why his bones also grew very thick. You know, he got a thing called acromegaly, where he just got a very thick body and all of this. So growth hormone does promote growth of all kinds of tissue. So in terms of you know its effect on performance, it does help build lean muscle mass. It helps with energy levels. It helps lose fat. It helps people feel really good on it, which is the
0: reason why. Which is the so reason why people, people take it. it. Yeah.
1: The the same I'd say the same risk applies uh, in terms of you couldn't you can abuse it and it could potentially get you into hot water. Um, I haven't seen a ton of research on it, but there's a lot of I guess theoretical fears in the medical community that could if it's abused. Could it lead to something like a, you know a heart a heart attack or some other um, you know catastrophic right. thing if you're over over uh, juicing on growth hormone?
0: As an ND, I, I would assume you're not the biggest fan of uh, growth hormones because it's not it's not really a natural it's not really a holistic approach to uh, yeah I mean it's not body, it?
1: well. I'm I'm a big fan of optimizing your body's own production of growth right. Growth. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm a fan of. I think that going above and beyond and trying to over push your physiology, that you're gonna break you're gonna break your physiology. So let
0: me ask you quick. So We talked about how can I improve my production of testosterone the natural Uh way. How can I do it with growth hormone? Sure, totally.
1: So there's a few different ways that we've we found in research that it does. uh, You can optimize growth hormone. One is that if you drop your blood sugar, you actually cause a spike in growth hormone. So some people will recommend people work out on an empty stomach. If you work on an empty stomach, your body's your blood sugar gets dropped. Not only does that probably throw you into ketosis, but your growth hormone you do get a spike in growth hormone. Mm Um, some other ways you can do it is that there are certain uh, kind of what we call growth hormone memetics or things that help growth hormone secretion there is a combination of two amino acids arginine and ornithine and if you take these at night before bed or if you take them uh, on that empty stomach before your workout they may increase your growth hormone levels so uh, and then the other thing is deep sleep deep sleep not only do you have gro- uh, testosterone secretion you also get growth hormone secretion mm-hmm. during that deep sleep so those three ways are the main ways that um i have advised people for uh optimizing their own growth hormone. is there levels. a
0: peak when it comes to age where you have the most uh, uh Production of growth hormones, uh, uh, and then you just as far take as study? what I've
1: recently, uh, I recently just heard a talk on this. I I think it's the same with testosterone. That really around okay. like age, you know, from eighteen to probably twenty five is you're you're getting, or maybe even sixteen to twenty five. That's you're kind just of the optimal peak yeah. of your testosterone, your growth hormone. That's you know your body is having all those hormones to mature and and develop your tissues. Mm-hmm. So uh, so growth hormone so beyond actually. <laughs> Taking growth hormone, there are ways that people do optimize it. Uh, growth hormone is secreted by the pituitary gland, which is a part of the brain. So uh, you the part of the brain that dictates the pituitary to release growth hormone is the hypothalamus. So the mm-hmm. hypothalamus releases this thing called gross ho- growth hormone releasing hormone. So that's where this whole ball gets rolling. And then that goes to the pituitary, and then you get uh, growth hormone released and then that goes down to the liver, and the liver produces a thing called IGF-1. Okay. So that's kind of how, how things happen. There are substances that are out there that are called peptide therapies. So peptides are a huge, huge topic right now. There's a lot of people just getting into this and uh, you know expounding upon this, but peptides are, they're probably not going away. These are strong signalers in the body that can act like hormones or act like um, just just signals for your body to produce certain physiologic responses so there are peptides that are designed to uh, push your body to secrete more growth hormone so you can there's a whole uh, list of ones people might have heard things like uh, samoralin or testamoralin these are uh, growth analogs of growth growth hormone releasing hormone so like your own uh, hypothalamus producing that releasing hormone you can uh, inject these peptides that basically have this uh, hormone-like effect. It's almost like a um, a parallel signal to your pituitary to release growth hormone. Then you have a whole other suite of things called growth hormone-releasing peptides. So uh, there are things like they go by names like CJC, mm-hmm. and these don't work on the hy- the the pituitary. They work by stimulating a hormone called ghrelin, and ghrelin is a hormone that's released when your stomach is empty and you're hungry which is though going back to working out on an empty stomach but if you increase ghrelin levels you also increase secretion of growth hormone so there are a lot of different ways that you can use peptide therapy to increase growth hormone now that's not yet regulated by the FDA and uh, getting these things can you can you know you can order these things off the internet it's, it may not be advisable for you to order something off the internet and then get needles and start injecting yourself with something. You, if you don't know what you're doing. Again, you could get into yeah. hot water, but people are doing it. People are doing it. And so I, I am very interested and I, have, I think there's a lot of efficacy in peptide therapy, but you've got to be guided in how to do it right. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to go to someone who knows what they're doing, how to guide it, and with the you know the whole growth hormone analogs, like I said, I think you could probably really get into hot water yeah. by pushing your system too hard with testosterone with growth hormone. These are things that really they need to be supervised, and if you're going rogue and doing it on your own, yeah, plus in my opinion, that's a ticking time. This over
0: the counter situation, you don't really know what you're injecting either. Yeah, and I think that's why they were regulating uh, how you get testosterone. You needed to go to a doctor, right? to uh sure they didn't just want you to go anywhere and just get you to stuff and starting checking yourself and uh, would yeah, you need can. a
1: prescription for that you can't just get yeah. it the, uh, the peptides are not your regulated so there are internet sites that have these yeah. things on them but uh, again if you're uh, if you're interested in that work with someone who knows what they're doing because you yeah. don't want you don't want to mess yourself up
0: well I 100% agree obviously anybody out there listening understands that being a host for this kind of uh, podcast that what else is there for me to do but listen Mm -hmm. because i'm actually lost myself i'm just listening to you trying to absorb as much information as possible which is really cool we actually have sure on tape yeah i mean there's a lot look there's a lot of people are parking their car before they go to work He said i gotta finish listening to (laughs) it there's
1: a lot of emerging cutting edge information that's coming out and it's only starting to percolate down through and into people's practices. Um, this is why earlier I said, you know, if you want to know about supplementation, you don't go to a family medicine doctor, they probably aren't trained in it. Yeah. And myself, when I went through medical school, I wasn't trained on peptide therapy, mm-hmm. I wasn't trained on a lot of these things that we're talking about now. I had to seek that out and, and sift through the the wheat from the chaff so I know what is actually legitimate information and what is misinformation that's perpetuated on the internet. Uh, you know and that's also why as a doctor I'm required to do continuing education and I get to choose what continuing education I focus on so I get to focus on cutting-edge therapies like this uh, to and you are obviously
0: passionate about it which is really cool Mm -hmm. I mean it makes sense it's we're talking about more and more people are really getting into this Mm -hmm. I mean uh, 20 years ago it was very different than it is now and anything that's there's so many things available now I mean um, you know, as an outsider, I know you. Ad- I know you know. It's easy to go anywhere in the world and get over the counter testosterone thing, and uh, you can get anything you want. Uh, and nobody really knows, mm-hmm. for the most part, getting anything like this. What they're really taking or injecting, which is freaky by itself. Yeah, you
1: could you could go and try and order stuff from Russia or China, and then. I mean, you take your risk, man. You yeah, just go for
0: it and just inject yourself and it yeah. just turn out that you have do it. Yeah, I years, will say this. Know? When
1: you're injecting yourself with something, that's 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 a game changer in the sense that if you inject yourself with something toxic or contaminated, that could be game over. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you really, you don't want to just go off, and, willy-nilly off of a, any, old, any old website and inject yourself with stuff. If you're taking stuff orally. If your body doesn't like it, you'll throw up you or throw you'll, up, yeah. you know, but when you inject... It's a game changer. We do a lot of injections. We do a lot of IV therapy in my clinic. We know what we're we're getting. We're getting it from reputable sources. If you're going willy nilly and, and just injecting yourself with something, uh, you've got to be really careful.
0: Yeah, that would be almost the same thing than if you do uh, IV therapy, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Once it that's goes why to your blood, it's okay, like Whoa, exactly am exactly getting the right stuff. If it's like, the
1: wrong stuff.
0: Scary. Uh, you can get into trouble when you go to some of those buses. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, what exactly are you putting in my bag here? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It is freaky. I know. I mean, it's even freaky when you go to a, a reputable place. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes you think. It's like, oh my god. You know. Yeah. It's because I. You get it once you feel that little prick, and then um, boom, it goes in. It's in. Once it's, it's in, in, it's in. It's in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not something you can throw you up. You can't up. just throw yeah, up. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
0: exactly. Wow. Uh, anything you want to add here to uh, uh, testosterone, growth hormones, the overall uh, uh, understanding, uh, misconception, the, the, the trend, the trend being uh, very sad. I mean, yeah. uh, when you talk to any, any, any gym right now, especially in this area in LA, I go to, I guarantee you if I walk up to 100 people, that probably a third are taking some kind. Sure, sure and there you know they're
1: doing something to optimize growth hormone testosterone more, and yeah. whether that's prescription or off label or illi- frankly illegal trying mm-hmm. using of stuff um, the demand is there the demand is there and lots of people have come to us and said yeah I'm really interested in growth hormone and I I just tell them we just we really don't do that in terms mm-hmm. of what you want we're not going to shoot you up with growth hormone because mm-hmm. you don't qualify you don't have a frank growth hormone deficiency i'm putting my license on the line by you know giving you this thing when it may not be medically appropriate. So that's why if someone's interested in growth hormone, we do we you know, we we give them the same advice that I just gave you to optimize it in a healthy way. The other thing that I would say is this. That we have this concept that more is better. More is better, more is better. And so right. with testosterone, with growth hormone, there's there's a sweet spot. There's a normal level that you want to be at is more going to be that much better than being in that sweet spot. I don't I don't know I don't think so I mean so do you really need it is that gonna give you the edge you're looking for and uh, you know how far is too far? There's a point where you just can't push your body any further. You can't increase your efficiency. We're limited by the fact that we are physical creatures and we have this system that's set up in our body. Which, so uh, at a certain point, you just got to be happy with what you got. And, and at the very least, you need to be it safe. It takes us to you the need to be
0: safe. point, Doc, uh, that uh, I, I do have a lot of friends in the industry who are professionals bodybuilders or anything Mm -hmm. those are the hardest working people i have ever seen sure more respect I mean it's insane Mm -hmm. right then it's their life Mm -hmm. four or five hours a day exercise and then the rest is just eat Mm -hmm. right and then supplementation is a big part of it without mentioning anything really any product but I get it that when you do it for a living and You don't have certain supplementation. How can you compete with the others who do?
1: Well sure It's the same reason why like people dope and do doping when yeah. they're trying to you know cycle and trying to have that edge Is that if everyone else is doing something to get an edge? Yeah. You want to be doing it's it too one, and so yeah. but these people they they you know they get into hot water you get the Lance Armstrong's that Clearly were up to something right. and you know so so it you know what's It's a everything's a risk benefit analysis. Yeah. What is the risk by doing this thing and what is the benefit? But there's two people
0: in the category though. There's the people who why would you go overboard if you don't do it for a living? What what are you trying to gain here? And then there's the yeah. person I make a living with this. So there's this are two different types sure. of people. Sure. Well I me.
1: think I think there's this concept and maybe this is perpetuated by the fact that we all watch movies with superheroes and everything, that like <laughs> yeah. that we can be the we can be Superman and we yeah. wanna be Superman and we wanna look good, we wanna feel good, we wanna be ripped, we wanna have sex twenty four hours a day. Yeah. It's this concept that you can have this kind of unattainable uh, it's the Instagram phenomenon, you know, people don't post ugly ass photos of themselves on Instagram. <laughs> you're always looking, you look like you're having a blast at all times and this psychologically makes people feel like, oh my God, my life's not happy like that all the time, is there's something wrong with me? You know, so I think we're always trying to promote ourselves as this, you know, unrealistic vision of uh, health and beauty and wealth. And, and really, it's, I think we're, gonna, we're getting into an it's age of supreme, life. supreme dysfunction with our personal identity. And uh, we're going to see a lot of cases of, of you know, depression and anxiety resulting yeah, from that.
0: Yeah, I know. I get it. Um, uh, towards the end, I have a question uh, that I think, again, a lot of people would like to know. Testosterone, growth hormones, any uh, supplementation similar to that? Is related or a lot of people related to a low body fat just really getting cut so is there a, it's just a hype
1: no I mean testosterone and growth hormone do help uh, you know just gaining lean muscle mass and losing fat, fat. so that yeah. that is that is something that especially when
0: we look at uh, some waste uh-huh. you know,
1: it's uh, but the other thing you have to look at is you have to look at is is somebody having high estrogen levels Right? Mm-hmm. So if you have high estrogen, estrogen is the thing that is dictating in a woman's body to, to deposit fat in the breast area, yeah. in like the waist area. You know, so- we have a
0: joke. I have a, a couple of friends. I mean, I think that joke goes everywhere. They're really sensitive. You know, it's uh-huh. like Christ to a movie. And I just joke. He said, you know, I think you need to get some estrogen blockers. <laughs> you know, there's this <laughs> joke going around, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but it has really nothing to do with that, right?
1: Well, you know, estrogen, <laughs> estrogen does have an effect on your mood and you know there's there's lots of research on estrogen in men uh, high estrogen in men has been shown that a man with high estrogen is a better caretaker of children
0: so uh, i know so i'm gonna have to take this part and edit it and we'll probably add it to the first one uh-huh. because it's so important but if you just can give me a few more minutes here because we yeah i think so many guys have a problem with the waist you know yeah. uh, especially said so you know what i have such a hard time uh, losing uh, my belly, or losing body fat around my waist. I mean, you can't just spot reduce. I, I know that what I do for a living, but for the most part, a lot of them say if I take a little, a little bit of the supplementation, it's going to help me to shrink my, uh, you know, my waist or get rid of my uh, belly fat. Sure.
1: You know? Yeah. I mean, there's different things that people do. Uh, again, I, a first thing I would look at is does a guy have high estrogen levels, and if he does, so that's then the that's thing. probably the main yeah. thing that's inhibiting his ability to lose that. That belly fat. Um, other things that you could look at is how much is genetics. Uh, there's definitely genetics. I mean, yeah. definitely. I mean, your your body type is probably not that far off from your father's body type, and you know mm-hmm. his, your grandfather's body type. Thanks, Dad. I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so we are. You know, our bodies are programmed. But on top of that, how can we work with that? I would definitely look at estrogen levels. Uh, and then things that may or may not help with, you know, losing that belly fat, man, you could look at things like carnitine supplementation, carnitine shuttles mm-hmm. free fatty acids to the mitochondria. Low
0: estrogen, is there any way to find out without taking a blood test? Not really, right?
1: No, I mean, you mean high estrogen. Um, yeah. Uh high uh, sorry. Right, yeah. Uh no, no, there's no real way. You can uh, clinically so you
0: need low, low testosterone. You yeah, need to have a, a clinically
1: test. I have suspicions of it before I test somebody where someone, you know, they're they're sluggish, they're they're kind of maybe depressed, they're uh they ha- they're overweight, they have low libido. I mean, there's all these markers that kind of dovetail with what we consider okay. to be low testosterone, but at the end of the day someone could just be depressed or have hypothyroid or some other reason for these symptoms to be happening so that's why you know, taking a good medical history is important, but our lab testing is also so important. It really complements our understanding of someone. So the
0: whole combination of seeing somebody like you, you guide it. You guide everybody through this whole process. Yeah.
1: Like a lot of times and, uh, people come to see me and they say, yeah. well, how much does the lab testing cost? And I'm yeah. like, well, it really depends on what lab testing you need. I don't have a standard panel.
0: Doesn't it depend what you ask the lab to look for?
1: Absolutely, right? yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't have a standard panel that I run on everybody. Someone comes in to me with the chief concern, I consider that, uh, and 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 now that that guides in terms of what testing might be worthwhile. I don't, I don't have a vested interest in just running every test in the world on every person. I don't make money off of tests, and I don't think people should make money off of tests. I want to only do the tests that I feel like are relevant to your case. And as time goes on, maybe that would evolve. and Maybe we didn't find what we we're looking for. Maybe we yeah, run your hormone yeah. levels and maybe they're fine. Then I might you know, if I didn't test your thyroid, maybe I will test your thyroid. There's, you know, things that, but um there's it really should be tailored to the person. And 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 that's just care in general. Medical care should always be tailored specifically to the person. Every person in front of you is an N of one. They're a unique individual, and they should be treated as such. There should not be a cookie-cutter approach to medicine, period. And that, unfortunately, is the predominant paradigm that people have been trained great. in. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: Anything else you want to add?
1: Uh, yeah, just everyone, just whoever's listening out there, just please be careful with testosterone, growth hormone. Don't go rogue. You can really get into hot water, um, you know. People have died from from overdoing things. Work with someone who's qualified. I know a few people. Yep. Yeah. Work with someone who's qualified, and at the very least, there ain't nothing wrong with doing the gentle approach. So to optimize your levels, focus on the sleep first and foremost. That is that is the number one thing. If I could get everyone sleeping eight to nine hours a night, probably half my work would go away. I would I would have half half less patience and that would actually make me happy. I, I that's it's so fundamental. It's one of the legs of the stool. Often it gets neglected, so yeah. everybody get eight to nine hours of sleep each night.
0: Well, Doc, towards the end, I, I want uh, everybody to know that if you're lucky enough to be in L.A., go and see Dr. McAllister, and uh, he's going to be hopefully available for a lot more episodes for, in the future. Uh, you're located in Brentwood. You want to just give yourself the plug? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So If
1: anyone wants to find us, the easiest way is just look us up on the Internet. It's uh, www.purevitalitycenter.com. Uh, and our phone number is 310-820-7925. Give us a buzz or shoot us an email. We'd be happy to see. We still do take uh, new patients, so uh, come on in and see us. If you've got any questions or if this piqued your interest, we'd be happy to work with you.
0: Yeah, and everybody out there listening, uh, trust me, I have been working with Dr. McAllister for a few years now. This is the place to go, and uh, I do feel comfortable 100% anybody I work with to just go straight to say you need to go and see them. And I think it's it's important to have a place where you know you can trust somebody who knows everything. And, uh, you know, even if you're not in this area, there's phone calls, right? Yeah, typically, typically
1: to, to establish care with us. If you're not in California, you got to come see us in person mm-hmm. for the first time. And then after that, we can do most stuff over the phone.
0: Okay, but the first time would have to be Especially in person. Especially if we're
1: going to draw labs. It's yeah. just we need to see you in the office and to legally establish care as a patient. Okay, great.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much,
1: Doc. No problem. Great to talk to you, Harry. Excellent.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Fit Facts. And remember if it doesn't make sense, ask questions.